Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 97. We buy houses. In 2022, more companies like We Buy Houses and We Buy Ugly Houses are coming on to the real estate scene, promising to pay all cash for any home, no matter the condition or how much work needs to be done. Today, we talk about the pros and cons of selling your home to one of these all-cash, no-contingency rehab companies versus hiring a professional licensed realtor to sell your home. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Speaking of professional licensed realtors, Jason Wilcox. Well, to be fair, I buy anything as well because, well, that's that's more for when it comes to grocery shopping. <laughs> I'll buy anything because I like my food, I like my food. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yes, today we are talking about we buy houses. And to be fair, we're not talking about just we buy houses, but we're talking about all of these different types of all cash, no contingency, you know, rehab flippers out there. Cause I don't know about you, Lou, but uh, I'm a little bit of a TV junkie, especially late night yeah. um, after I'm winding down for the day. And I've seemed to notice in the last like six months to a year, there's a lot of these um, companies that are coming out of the woodwork. I'm starting to see uh, more commercials, uh, for for these types of companies, it's almost like it's become the new reverse mortgage. It felt like a number of years ago. Oh, the Fonz. With that, the, remember the Fonz was selling reverse. Mortgage. Did you? Did you you're probably too young for Happy Days, but Henry Winkler, the Fonz, was selling reverse mortgages. But go ahead. The funny. Sorry. The funny thing is, I know the Fonz. Okay. I know the Fonz very well. I don't remember him selling reverse mortgages. Oh mortgage. yeah, he had. He was. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Somebody had got him uh, doing that, but uh, anyways, well, I digress. Tom Can't Selleck. Say- Tom Selleck is the one selling them now. Oh, okay. Tom Selleck's your big name, <laughs> but um, yeah. If, and and look, I don't deny that COVID probably had a lot to do with that. A lot of people might be, you know, a little underwater, uh, up, up the creek without a paddle when it comes to their home repairs and their mortgage and things like that. So I don't deny that that might have had something to do with it. But it just seems like in the last, you know, year or so, I'm starting to see a lot more commercials uh, on television for this. And I thought it would be uh, a good thing to talk about. Um, because um, while Yes, in some cases, these are legitimate companies. Uh, there are some things you need to be very aware of. Um, and so it's, it's, I thought it'd be a good topic to kind of talk through and, and a good uh, topic conversation to kind of work our way through. Well, great, because um, I've, I get these things in the mail too. And um, at one point I, was, I called and um, the person never called me back. Um, so, uh, so I'm very interested. So what are these companies exactly? So I think you hit on the key points uh, in the introduction, which is companies like We Buy Houses and We Buy Ugly Houses are all cash, no contingency rehab companies that are looking to come in. They are looking to buy your house uh, off of you, and they are looking to basically, they're an investment company. They are looking to flip the house and then put it back on the market. So while they say that they buy any house. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a double entendre, if you will. When I say that they'll buy any house, 
yeah, they'll probably buy my house because look, my house might be worth two hundred thousand. But if they can get it, they if they can get it for me for one fifteen, it's worth it to them because they'll, they'll they might come in and make a few minor updates, but they'll fix it up and then turn it for a profit. So they'll buy any house at any price range. But I think what they're hinting at is that when they say they buy any house, they don't care about the condition of the property. Right. They will handle any issues, large or small. The number just has to work for them because they are going to flip it, fix up what needs to be fixed up, and then put it out on the market. But the idea being is that most of these companies are all cash. Most of them will waive all the contingencies, meaning no inspection, no appraisal, um, none of that stuff. And then um, usually, and in some cases, they might actually even uh, pay you your closing costs. So whatever the price they offer you is the price you're getting. Okay. Okay. That's the that's the basic gist. But of they're they're they are real estate investors, and they want to buy it cheap so that yes. they can flip it for a profit. Now, now, and we, please, we are not saying that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, Jason and I were talking about maybe even doing a series on real estate investing at some point. Yeah. So we're not we're not knocking that. That's that's like totally fine. But it's just something to be aware of. That like, and so when somebody wants to buy something cheap, uh, Jason, what does that usually mean? You're not going to get, they're not going to give you full asking price. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're just, you're just now that's, you know, so you have to be aware of that, you know, what you're getting in return is like no fuss, no muss, get, get out quick. Right. But it comes at a cost. Hopefully. And hopefully some money in your pocket. Hopefully. Right. 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 So, and that's what we're going to get to when we get to the cons of this. But I think, because we're a happy real estate podcast. These are happy <laughs> oh, days that, here that at a, the, the happy real estate podcast. <laughs> It'd be fun, more fun to talk about the pros first, because uh, there are some pros when it comes to a company like this. Okay. So, so what are the, what are the pros, Mr. Pro? So I think the, and by the way, when we say pro, we are referring to, uh, short for professional, not short for prostitute. Because if you watch, if you watch Law and Order SVU and watch almost every episode, like I have, you'll know that pro to them is a prostitute or a woman, a woman of the night, as they used to call them back in the, the wow. olden days. Wow. Wow. You really have this thing for uh law and order. I do. I do. Which is a, which is a perfect. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. Which is a perfect segue into actually, is it no, no, no. It was. It'll be a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, the, the, this this episode is being recorded after the episode we recorded with the uh, the Truly Honest podcast. Yes, where we used where we yes. stole. <laughs> yeah, we 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 borrowed without Dick Wolf's permission. Which don't worry, I think he's okay. I think he'll do fine. He'll okay. I think he'll do. I think he'll financially survive. I think he'll survive it. Okay, if you yeah. say so. But uh, anyways, so as far as the uh, the pros go, they're pretty straightforward. The first is, like we mentioned, it's cash. Um, and as we have talked about in other episodes, cash simply means that there's no mortgage company involved. And so when there's no mortgage company involved, usually there's no appraisal. There's no repairs off the appraisal that are needed to be fixed. It's just the buyer. And if the buyer's happy with the way the property is, there's no third party dictating any other rules or regulations okay. or changes or uh, amendments. So that's the that's the first thing. And in some of these cases, they will pay your closing costs too. Um, talk about that in a second. Why that may not be all it's cracked up to be, but um, as, as as a cash offer, you may get you get you'll get cash, uh, but then you may also get your closing costs covered as well. Okay. Next to cash. 
Um, when you're dealing with cash, you can close a lot quicker. Um, the average cash transaction can close in about 21 to 30 days, whereas most uh, conventional loans are 30 to 45 days and most FHA loans are 45 to 60 days. So you can close much quicker. You can close in about half the time. Um, so if you need to sell fast, if uh, what's that JG Wentworth commercial, uh, 877 cash now, it's my money and I need cash now. Yeah, you, you get your money a little bit quicker with a cash closing that's contingency free. Um, usually the offer is contingency free, uh, as I mentioned. So again, you know, a lot of times that means there's no appraisal, there's no home inspection, radon inspection, pest inspection. And the reason why that's important is because I don't know that a lot of sellers are aware if you have a buyer that's looking to get a home inspection, once that home inspection is done, that is a second opportunity to renegotiate, renegotiate repairs that you need to have done prior to closing, renegotiate, um, you know, money off the house, maybe in the form of seller assist. That's what the issue is with contingencies. And that's why in a multiple bid situation, not to get sidetracked, that's why if somebody waives all the contingencies, that's why that offer might be a little more lucrative, even right. if it's maybe a thousand or two dollars below asking or below asking price or below the next best offer, because that means there's no chance to renegotiate down the road. Exactly. So the offer being contingency free is big because that means there's no chance to renegotiate a lower price point, seller assist, work that needs to be done prior to closing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then uh, the next one is no repairs, remodeling, or staging necessary. Um, we actually just recorded that podcast uh, last week. If you remember, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about some things that you should be doing to get your house ready for the market. If you get someone that's going to come in and rehab it, they don't care. They don't They don't care what's old, what's new, what's borrowed, what's blue. Um, they don't. <laughs> it's like how I pulled that one out of my hat, Lou. Wow. <laughs> I'm just full of surprises. You just never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Um, yeah, so there's none of that additional behind the scenes work. I actually um, just recently uh, sold a family member's house. And um, it's funny because when we got together for pictures, they're like, we can't believe how much work we put in up to this point. And it's like, yeah, that's the tough part about being the seller. Most of the work is on the front end before the house even hits the market. It's the cleaning, the staging, the decluttering, the depersonalizing, the packing, all of that. So it's like, you've done a heck of a lot of work and put in a heck of a lot of hours even before the house is listed. So uh, not having that saves you hours of work um, on the front end. Um, and then finally, it's usually an easy, smooth process. Like I said, when it's contingency free, it's, you know, get the contract signed, get it over to the title company, make sure the title company's doing what they need to do. You might need to provide them with some information. But otherwise, for the most part, it should, knock on wood, be an easy, smooth process. Now, one thing that's going to segue us into the, into the cons of this is that as the seller, remember, you're still going to have the municipal requirements. You're still going to have to have a dye test, and if it's required, uh, a lateral camera test and an occupancy inspection. Some of those things as a, a buyer can do for you after closing. I have had situations where buyers have bought a property for investment purposes and looked at an occupancy inspection and said, we can have all this stuff done well, well within the 60 days after closing, not an issue. But if it's something like the dye test or the camera test, it may be a different story. You may still have to have that repaired. That's going to be a case-by-case -case basis. That's going to be what the borough wants. And that's going to be what the buyer and the seller agree to. Okay. 
So those are all the pros, not prostitutes. Right. That's a different podcast. That's and one who and I record on Friday nights. We're talking about the cons, and the cons are not convicts. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny how that kind of goes hand in hand, pros and cons. Anyways, um, the very first one, and probably the most importantly, you're going to net less money. Flat out simple. Um, as we said before, these are flippers. They are looking to make a profit. They are looking to buy low and sell high. The the industry standard, if you will, quote unquote, industry standard is most true investors are looking to buy at 70% uh of, of, of value, meaning if a house in its present condition is worth a hundred thousand dollars, and that's that's you know, no matter how debacle or shambled it is, if it's worth a hundred thousand, they're trying to get it for no more than seventy thousand. That's where they make their money. It's no secret in the investment world that your money is made going in. Oh, the you, uh, my dad used to say, You make you make your money when you buy, not when you yep. sell. Yep, and every true investor says the exact same thing. The money is made when you buy the house. So you need to know going in that that's it. And and you also have to understand that the reason why companies out there have such major um, marketing campaigns, these are the type of companies that are really heavy into what I call the quote unquote cold calling. What it means is, is they will absolutely talk to 200 potential sellers if it means they find one really good deal. They are absolutely ready to look for that needle in the haystack. They will, there's no doubt they do 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 properties a year, but that for every one house they buy, they're probably talking to a hundred people. So these are absolutely people who are willing to talk to seven, eight, nine, 10,000 people in a given year <laughs> because their goal is to find the needle in the haystack. And if the numbers don't work for them, they just move on. Like there's no love lost with these guys and girls. If it doesn't work, they're just moving on to the next party, uh, party, the next property. <laughs> or the next plane. party. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the house, sometimes the potty is the prettiest thing in the, in the house, but because <laughs> it hasn't been used in three years. Um, the, they're moving on to the next property. It's as plain and simple as that. Okay. Um, the next one, uh, I'm dealing with this one right now. Sellers don't care what repairs or improvement you've made to the property. Um, they don't care if you put on a new roof. They don't care if you put on new siding. They don't care if you put a new sump pump in. They're looking at what still has to be done. They are not looking at what has been done. They are looking, it's, it's like running a marathon and you're on mile four. They don't care that the first four miles are done. They care that the next, what, 19.2 have left to be run. That's what's a concern to them. So they're looking at all the stuff they still have to do. So if you have a number in your mind, you can flush it down that potty. That's the prettiest thing in your house <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're more worried about what work still has left to be done. And consequently, um, if they're buying it off market, there's no chance to do repairs to try to increase the value of the home. They're, they're going to offer you what you're, what they offer you. And if you they're going like to do their own away. thing anyways. And they're, you know, yeah. they know what they, they know what they're, they have. This is a, this is a business for them. Um, so you're not going to really impress them with, with anything like that. They don't care. Um, yeah. and, and right. They are looking again at like, okay, well, how much am I going to have to put into this thing to, to turn a profit? So they don't really, yeah, it's not a, um, a situation at all. Makes sense. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, many times 
you're going to give up control of the sale. What that simply means is once you sign on the dotted line, there's no contingencies. There's nothing left to do but to go to closing. So if they've negotiated a three-week close, congratulations. Once you sign on that dotted line, you're out. You know, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, just getting stuff to a title company, just doing, you know, the, 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 the due diligence to make sure that, you know, taxes are taken care of, liens are taken care of, um, and then go from there. Um, you know, so otherwise it's, it's, you pretty much don't have a lot of say. It's like, once you sign, you're, you're heading towards the finish line and, and investors want to get in so they can make the repairs and get out and sell it for a profit. Um, Time is money. I, I, I've not personally experienced this, but with any company that you work with, it's good to make sure that you're not aware of any hidden fees. I will tell you this much. You're dealing with off market in, or a lot of times when they buy it, they're buying it off market. These are investors. Notice I said investors, not real estate agents. So when an investor is doing their own thing, they may be using different paperwork. They may have different contracts. They may not be using the standard Pennsylvania Association of Realtors um, sales agreement that we all use. So you don't know what language is in there. You don't know. You either need to read it line for line for line or get an attorney involved to work uh, through it with you. Um, so be aware of what you're signing because you may not be signing something that's traditional sales agreement you don't know you just you have to read you have to make sure you know what's going and on and we will take your firstborn child uh upon the signing of this agreement <laughs> exactly exactly now some of you may be looking to get rid of your firstborn child we're we're not here to judge we're not here to judge that's not what we do here at the really real real estate podcast but uh yeah uh, you might be signing that away and and to kind of follow into that like i said a lot of times they they may be they may be but a lot of times these flipping companies are not licensed realtors. And so they're not bound by the same code of ethics that um, and, and the moral that you obligations. are, Jason. Let's just put it out there. The same code of <laughs> ethics that you're bound to. Yeah, that I am bound to. Now, in full disclosure, I will say that there are there are some real estate companies out there that do specialize in rehab projects. I know there's there's at least one company that I'm thinking of. They set it up so that they have a real estate company, but they also have within the real estate company, they have the real estate agents that can sell properties. They have an acquisitions department that finds properties. They have a property management company. They have a um, rehab construction crew. They do so much work that they have a they have a full time project manager and all of that. So some real real estate companies do have that. And so you may be working with a realtor, you know, someone who's using the standard agreement of sale, someone who's using you know the the code of ethics that we follow. But you may not. It's just a, a case by case. And it, let me be very very clear. I'm not saying that all of these types of companies are shysters. That's not what I'm saying. You know, you may get very lucky and find someone who's honest. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of investors out there who are honest. They'll tell you that they're trying to buy houses, you know, under market value. But otherwise, they're very straightforward and, and honest with what they say. You just never know. As Lou, I know you know with your business, there are great people in your business. There are great people in every business. There are shysters in every business. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's not one business out there, whether it's real estate, automotive repairs, insurance, doctors, lawyers, healthcare, you're going to have great people. And then you're going to have your, 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 your tools. Your t- <laughs> not, to, not to quote, not to quote the last episode, but your tools. <laughs> and I yeah. thought, see, while this may seem, you would think that this would be, uh, you know, uh, there would be no, you know, fees and stuff because sometimes you're willing to, uh, you know, cover the closing costs. You're saying there could be some hidden fees. Right. You never know. You never know what you're signing. 
So you never know, or, you know, maybe they, maybe they went a little higher in the sales price, but because their sales price, they pull back on the offering of the, of the covering your closing costs. You don't know. Or here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. If you've not been told before, let me, let me break the bubble for you. Now, when you sell your house, your debts come paid in full. What does that mean? If you have a mortgage, if you have a home equity line of credit, if you have outstanding taxes, those have to come due at closing. So you want to also find out, sure, maybe this company is offering all cash and sure, maybe the um, they're covering all your closing costs, but that those closing costs may not be including your mortgage. So yeah, they might offer you $75,000 for your house, but you better find out if they're paying that that $65,000 mortgage. They're probably not, but you need to find out because you don't want to think you're walking away with 75,000 when you're actually walking away with 10 because <laughs> you owe your $65,000 mortgage. <laughs> yeah, huge difference, huge difference. Um, and, and and that kind of leads me into my last one, which is just, you have to watch out for scams. Uh, I'm not, uh, I, like I said, a lot of them out there are true bona fide businesses. They're just simply investors who are looking for deals, um, who are looking for someone who's not necessarily looking, wanting to pay full price. That's just trying to offload the property and move on. Uh, so there are, there are, you know, bona fide, you know, rehab, um, companies like this, but you also have to just be careful that you might run into some scams from time to time. Um, if you have a question as to whether or not uh, it is a scam, you can call me. I can try to help you, but better yet, you have a better chance probably talking to someone who handles closings of houses like a, um, a title company or a real estate attorney, because even if you're buying this off market and selling this off market, you're still going to want either a real estate attorney or a title company to handle the closing, just to make sure that the deed's been transferred correctly, that all the taxes and you know things have been paid. And to be honest with you, if you're dealing with a bona fide rehab company, they're going to, they're going to, mandated anyways they're going to mandate they probably have a title company that they use um exclusively because the buyer in pennsylvania gets to choose the title company but there's a very good chance that they have someone they use so make sure you're still getting a title company involved to make sure that everything is transferred free and clear okay so uh, so we've talked about the pros talked about the cons so who might be a good seller like a good candidate what type of seller would be somebody who would you know be interested in this or might might work for them there's three types of people that i can think of that could use this money that that could use this group number one is someone who needs cash quickly um now side note i'm gonna be honest somebody who needs cash quickly probably has to be in a pretty dire life or death situation because if you were to hire a licensed realtor, they could maybe try to get you a little bit more money. You know, it might sit on the market for a minute and it might take an extra two or three weeks to close. Um, but all, all said and told, if it sits on the market for six weeks and then it takes an extra three weeks to close, you're talking like eight to 10 weeks. You're talking like two, two and a half months. Are you so desperate and hurt for money that a higher sales price wouldn't be warranted waiting two to two and a half months. If somebody could get you 10 or 15 or 20,000 more for your house, would it not be worth waiting the extra two to two and a half months? But if you're in such a dire need, you know, maybe it's a, you know, 
life or death medical situation. Um, maybe Tito's coming after you with the baseball bat because you got a little little happy with the ponies at the at the casino. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe you're in, you're in a dire need, but you know. If you're really in that need and you need money quickly, that's always a possibility. Um, the second one would be someone who's already, uh, who's trying to hold off a short sale or foreclosure. Basically, that means you've got uh, gotten underwater with your mortgage. You can't pay your mortgage. And basically, the bank is coming to take your property. Um, now, I will tell you this. Um, if you are facing a short sale or a potential foreclosure, um, if you sell it off market, please make sure you are working with someone, whether it's someone for the title company, whether it's an independent uh, real estate attorney, please, 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 please make sure that you're working with someone that everything is addressed at closing so nothing comes back to bite you in the tush after closing. Make sure everything is paid off. Make sure everything is recorded. If it's a short sale and you don't have um, enough money to pay the full mortgage, make sure someone's helping you with the with the negotiations. Um, you know, with the with the lending institution. So just make sure that if you are staving off a short sale or foreclosure, make sure everything is dotted and crossed when that sale comes because when you close on that house you want to leave it behind and never have to worry about it again you don't want them coming back in six months or a year saying something wasn't fully addressed so that's that and then the last one um is someone whose house is in need of major repair um i i I can tell you this much and i get it um it's not so much the house that needs repair i can understand that it might be a pride thing i dealt with a buyer once who, who bought a very very nice house in the city um and they had a um a house that they needed to sell. And I said, I'd be happy to list it for you. They said, no, it just needs too much work. And I'd offered several times. And what I finally eventually caught on to, I was talking with him at one of the walkthroughs. He goes, yeah, he goes, we, we got somebody from one of these companies to buy it. He goes, we closed in a couple of days. I think what it was is that it was in such disrepair. I think he was ashamed. And I just don't <laughs> think he wanted to even put it back onto the market. I don't think he wanted other sellers. I don't think he wanted to deal with any negative feedback. I think he just thought, you know what? Somebody's giving me money. They can take it off my plate. I can shut the door, go to my new house that I purchased, and I'm just in a better place for it. I get it. I can respect it. So um, it's not the direction I would go, but I get that sometimes we'll get to that point. So you just don't want to be bothered. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and what it comes down to is, you know, here, here's, here's what's, here's what's, here's what's a crazy concept for a lot of listeners. Crazy concept is for some people, it's not always about the money. So if somebody's getting the number they offered, you know, my house is worth, 200,000. Somebody came to me and offered me 300. Tomorrow, I would take it and run because it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. I'll take it and run. You know, other people in the opposite direction. If they're if their house is in such disrepair and they go, "Yeah, it's worth 100,000, but somebody's willing to offer me 50 so I can close the door and just move on to the next chapter of my life, I'm going to do it." Uh, and I'll take it and I'll run. It's not to them. It's not about the money at that point. It's about just the psychological putting this house behind and moving on with their lives. I, I get it. So, um, you know, they have that right. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to tell them what's best for them or their family. If they feel that's the right move, then they have that right. They have that right. And it's it's okay to not always be money driven in this world. I know that's a hard concept for 98% of us out there, but sometimes it's just not the most important thing. Well, you know, you could imagine maybe somebody who inherits an old house from a relative yeah. they didn't really know, and it's like just a kind of a pain in the ass, and 
you know, they don't want to deal with anything. You know, it's a little out of different. Yep, out of state. I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, Jason? Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Is it or are we pretty good? I was just going to say the final thoughts are this. Um, I think I've hit on the pros and cons of why you might consider this. Just keep in mind that at all times, you know, if you are money driven, then this is probably not the way for you to go. If you are money driven, if money is the most important thing, you're not going to get it with these guys and gals. So you need to think about calling me. You need to think about calling your trusted real estate advisor because we can help you negotiate a higher sales price but I don't want to pay the commission. If I can get you $15,000 more for your house than we buy homes and I'm asking for, you know, a 6% commission. And let's just say, you know, that ends up coming to $7,000. I got you 15,000 more, but asking to keep seven of it. Are you really going to bitch at me that I got you $8,000 more than what, you know, one of these companies offered you. So if money is the most important thing to you, you still need to call me or call your local real estate advisor. Cause we will definitely get you more than what these guys are offering, even if you want to sell your house as is, even if you are in a place financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, that you cannot make repairs and that it needs to be sold as is, call me, we can still get it done. All right, there you have it. Um, no need to, uh, you know, mess, you know, get yourself in, potentially get yourself into trouble with, you know, people that, you know, you're not sure about. You know, Jason, you've been listening to him for almost a hundred weeks now, almost a hundred weeks you don't know the We Buy Ugly Houses guy for 100 weeks. So there you are. Uh, and you can reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638. 412-651-4638. He is the man. He is your real estate advisor. And he is waiting by the phone to help you right now. So give Jason a call. Uh, you can also email at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. Guys, thank you so much uh, for hanging out. Uh, informative, fun, and entertaining as always. And we will catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast.